Well, welcome to the Discipleship for the Decades podcast. I am Jeremy, joined by... Karis Kemp, and also joined by fellow staffer here at Bethel Presbyterian Church, David Campbell, who is our facilities manager. And we are excited to be, this is a familiar crew. It's going to be a fun time of discussion. Uh, David's probably somebody that a lot of you have never met unless you come in during the week. But I can promise you, you are really glad that he's here (laughs) with some of the stuff that, uh, what's your weekly, like, what are some things you do during the week um, around here? That nobody knows about. Oh, uh, well, if it's clean, then either myself or Ann uh, did that. Somebody else, you wouldn't know. Um, but uh, also a lot of maintenance stuff that you don't know the lights went out, but they, they did, and now they're back on. So it's things like that. So Getting the bus uh, taken to get an inspection done. Um, During COVID, spraying down rooms. Oh, yeah. And... There's there's a ton of disinfectant going on around here. So, uh, yeah, I should be disinfected right yeah. now. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you come around here and there feels like there's a film on a table, it's probably just disinfectant. Don't mind it. That's right. Um, it's good for you. That's yeah, right. It is. Um, so, David uh, is... Uh, one of our first guests, uh, as we make this transition to a new uh, kind of model um, podcast, um, but we've got you on today because you're involved with two kind of groups, one of which is Exchange Club out of Mooresville, um, and then Watchmen of the Streets, Heath Burchett, who uh, is actually going to be our next week's uh, guest. So uh, give us a little bit of the the Exchange Club to start with. So uh, I, Exchange Club, I was I was in a pretty bad spot in my life, and I was just looking for something to do. That I was going to church, uh, I was getting something out of church, but I just wasn't uh, applying it through the week. I think, and uh, so I was looking for something to get me out of this rut that I was in, and uh, so I was looking and looking and looking, and I came across a friend of mine, actually Paul Somerville, uh, told me about Exchange, and uh, so. It just it just blew me away. Uh, Exchange, we have uh, three programs of service uh, that we take care of youth, uh, community service, and Americanism, which is, if any of you know, Field of Flags in Mooresville, that'll be huge. Um, that's our biggest fundraiser of the year. And, um, and then our national project is the prevention of child abuse. So all of these things together, it's just there's so many places that you can go to to give back. And I think that's where I was missing the the point was uh, serving others. And we've talked a lot about that here. And so, uh, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, it's been a good ride. And so in four years, it'll be four years in December uh, that I've been with exchange. Um, and a year from now or a year from July, I will actually be president of this club mm-hmm. in Mooresville. So that'll be a that'll be a new step that will be taken. So can I pick on the rut for a second? Because okay, yeah. what I'm understanding is that you were feeding your soul, right? You were going going to church, getting that. And the rut partly came, as I'm understanding, from not having a Where's my practice in this? Like, where? What's my outpouring? It it was, and and it was a little deeper than that. And uh, we don't have time to get into all of that. Mm-hmm. But I was at the sort of at the end of a job, uh, uh, twenty nine years of of a job, mm-hmm. or nearly at that time. And um, so with that, you know, and things were really going going downhill. 
you know, with this job. And so it was, it was more or less go to work, uh, probably grab something to drink on the way home, eat supper, drink, and, and go to bed to do it all over again tomorrow. And yep. church, church on Sunday was great. Monday through Friday was terrible. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was just crumbling out from under me. And so instead of, uh, instead of calling the pastor or calling some support out of the church, I just took it upon myself at that point and was going the wrong direction. Yep. And so, uh, you know, so I found something that went along the lines with the church and, um, and that's what exchange has been for me. And it, it really has, um, put me in a different place. Hmm. It's been good. Which is interesting if you think about just the theological nuance of that, of, of we were created for work. Like right. there's something in us that needs to live into what we're called to do or, or, or have a purpose. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when that's taken away or maybe it shifts to figure out, okay, where does my identity lie? And sometimes it is in finding that purpose. And so thanks for just sharing a little well, bit about that. I was that going journey. into, I was just becoming a hermit. I mean, I, mm-hmm. on the weekend, except for going to church the whole weekend, I was staying home. I mean, I wouldn't look outside, much less leave the house. Yeah. And so it was really a bad time. And mm-hmm. I needed something to pull me up out of that. And so, uh, uh, you know, with a lot of prayer and, and, uh, and I found exchange, it's been really good. Uh, well, it's interesting because, you know, Bethel's mission statement starts with serving people. You said serving others. Um, but yeah, right. I mean, like, that's what it's about. And the even more interesting thing to me is you found a non-Christian, right. non-religious way to, to, to a group to plug into based off of what you were being fed on Sundays. That's, that's exactly right. We don't... Uh, uh, Consider ourselves a Christian group, yep. Um, but we pray for everybody. Just so, if anybody's wondering, so. But yeah. that's our club. I don't. I can't say that other towns or cities are doing the same. I think they probably are, but I don't know that. Yeah. Um, so, it, uh, so there's a subtle faith component still underneath it. Absolutely. Yep. I, I think most everybody in exchange, we call each other brothers and sisters, just like we do in the church. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, so yep. uh, this has been as uplifting. It, it really has been as uplifting for me as the church. So uh, I think it's getting out and, and finding a practical use to what, uh, you know, what God has told us to do. And uh, our mission statement at Grace is uh, loving God, serving others. So it, it's really uh, the same as it is here. So, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, and then you are also plugged into um, uh, Watchmen of the Streets a little bit too, or, or started right. So, and I, I, I sort of believe that's why God brought me here was because I, um, one of my jobs here, and I didn't mention this before, and this is one I sort of took on myself, um, is sort of the security for uh, for uh, for the little ones up there in the preschool. Yeah. So I always have my eyes out and watching what's going on up there, and and one day uh, there was a guy in the in the lobby, and um, I walked past him, and I've got my eyes on him, but I walked past him, I walked past him again. The third time I walked past him, and I wasn't going far, but the third time I walked past him, I finally just said. <laughs> Hey man, can, is there something I can help you with? Right? Because yeah. I don't know who this guy is. And now he's starting to worry me. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And well, it was Heath. It was Heath Burchett of <laughs> Watchmen, and um, and it wasn't five minutes that we started talking. And I'm, it's mm. just flooring me what he's got going on and how uh, the parallels that we could find in exchange. And so, 
<clears throat> I took I took this information he gave me to Exchange, and I don't know. It took about a year to get that rolling, but now Exchange and uh, and Watchmen are are just pretty much married up in Mooresville, and so it's been a real good thing. In fact, just this past Saturday, we had a a donation drive, and it just blew me away. The but what my uh, friends in Exchange and friends in the community just brought and just dumped stuff on me. Was it for Watchmen it in was particular? For Watchmen. Yeah, okay. so that's what that's one of the things uh, Exchange does is whether it's Watchmen or Soup Kitchen was now Feed NC. Yep. Um, we will do donation drives and and just have see if we can reach out and get people to come in and 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 to help us help them and so uh it's it was a it was a fun time uh meeting people seeing people and just just a, a ton of stuff for for Mooresville. Hmm. well and join us next week for a deeper dive into watchmen but just a high a high level view to give a little bit of understanding to so, who watchmen is so, and what so they yeah, do what, uh, and and again and when you next week when you get Heath here he'll tell you about Charlotte uh, Charlotte's a much uh, bigger uh, spot than than what I'm doing here um but you know I have a couple of guys in Mooresville uh and there's a there's a few people that come and sh- straggle through but we actually go in the woods and so a lot of people will go to uh, the shelters and, and drop off clothes or, or st- something like that. We actually go to the camp, and and it's really it'll it'll break your heart to to track back into the woods uh, to find a, a camp, especially what's in Charlotte. Yeah, um, Mooresville. I've got some some uh, some trails that will may maybe only lead to one or two people yeah um there we did some some trails that led to 30 or 40 you know Mm -hmm. it's huge and so uh so but we go right there we carry uh backpacks in with food and uh hygiene things and if whatever they need i mean you 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 don't realize what you need until you don't have it Mm -hmm. and and they don't have it and um and now i've i've gotten a good friend his name's ronnie uh, that's in Mooresville. He came from Charlotte, um, and uh, he's become my friend. And he's still he's in the woods today, um, but he knows that he can call me, and I'll be right there for him. And so, uh, and and to be honest with you, if I needed some prayer or something, I could call him for that too. So mm-hmm. he's he's actually done that and turned it right around on us. We wanted to pray for him, and he said, "Let me pray for y'all." And so that was a pretty uh, 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 a pretty amazing minute there for that. Mm. You know, it felt pretty good too. So when you say the woods in Mooresville, obviously, you know, our listeners may or may not be familiar with uh, what's this what's the homeless situation going on here in Mooresville. So it sounds like there are people who camp out in woods who don't yep. have a home that becomes their home, right? And how do they survive? How do they sustain themselves? Well, uh, you know, and it's, I'm sure you've seen the, the, the tent camps on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on TV. Well, it's like that. Um, Ronnie's got a pretty cool little spot. I mean, and he, re- he knows it, you know, uh, he's, uh, he's back in the woods by himself. I wouldn't like that myself. You know, I don't want to be alone in the woods by myself. Um, but he, he does fine. And, uh, but yeah, when these storms have been rolling through and trees are falling all around him, uh, you know, he just he just has to stay, stay as safe as he can. Um, but uh, but now again, in Mooresville, you may have more homeless than I realize because they're not all out in the woods. Right. They may be in a car or a van or sleeping on somebody's couch. Mm-hmm. And 
that's a that's a big problem too. But I can't find them. You know, they're not they're not out for me to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of our discipleship questions being, uh, who are you sharing the love of God with? Right. I assume that the answer to that is Ronnie. But again, it's based off of like your spiritual journey, what what you're hearing on Sunday mornings, being able to live that out with him. Right. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's real good to go talk to him because and, and because he watches church on his phone. I mean, he goes and he, he goes and and fills up his batteries. He's got some batteries that he carries back to his his tent. He he charges them up. And uh, so he'll watch Sunday morning services. Um and so we actually can talk back and forth about that and, and uh, really about anything. And, um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just feeling the love. I mean, we're supposed to love and, um, and he can feel that, you know, when, when he sees me coming up in the woods, he knows that it's love that, that someone's doing that for, for them. And, and, uh, when the gang of that Heath will talk about and this gang, now they can bring a whole bunch of love because it's a it's a big mm-hmm. it's a big troop mm-hmm. you know so it's it's yeah. pretty neat um, but uh, yeah that's you know and I could easily say you know I've got four kids and now six grandkids I could easily say that I'm sharing there too but I think they probably share more with me now than than I do uh, that with them yeah so well and what's so. I- Thinking about like just your relationship with Ronnie, what what's it like to be discipling to love on just a, like Heath's his group's loving on a ton of people. Right. You've kind of made it like, hey, more as well. It's low lower amounts of people. I'm just gonna love on one yeah. or two. I, you know, I I think there's some something to be said about both um, because Heath and and hit the gang. They reach out to so many people, and I'm not reaching that many people, but the depth uh, that I, I think that I can reach and become, we're friends now. I mean, I, we're, I really say, and I say this a lot, that our friends out in the woods or, you know, our friends out in the street, I can say that with truthfulness because he really is my true, honest God friend. I yeah. mean, he really is. And um, and it, it just makes me, uh, you know, I've seen him interviewed for uh, for the news in Charlotte, and um, and they interview uh, Heath several, or Ronnie. Ronnie. Okay. Uh, so he's been interviewed several times for uh, for different news organizations in Charlotte, and and when I sit back and I watch that, and it it'll it'll make you you'll tear up sometimes just to hear some of the stories that he has of why he's out there and what happened to him. He he had his own business uh, in uh, Louisiana, and he was living the the good life, the comfortable life, and uh, and I think it was Katrina hit. I believe it was Katrina. It was uh, and uh, it wiped his 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 home out. It wiped his business out. He had nothing left, and he wasn't able to recover from that. Yeah. And so I think that's where all this started. And and once you get to that spot, it's hard to get out of that spot. Mm-hmm. So he's he's uh, he's been there for a long time. And I think. Uh you know, one of the gifts that you're bringing is just the social need that everybody has to to know and be known, to have a, a relationship where there's caring, give and take, that everybody needs that, right? right? And yeah. we can all speak to that human need, uh, but also that there's a level of transformative care that happens when you do know somebody's story versus, okay, I'm going to go 
do a mass project for a lot of people who all get to know an inch deep versus, okay, no, right. we're taking this a mile deep. And now because I know your story and you know mine, there is friendship there. Right. And now when there's something you need as your friend, it's a whole different level of what you can do for him and what he could do for you. Too. Right. Yeah. Um, every I, I go out every other Saturday and uh, I chose to go mornings. Heath goes at night and I just don't like going out in the dark and yep. down these trails, you break an ankle or something. And so I do Saturday mornings. And so Thursday or Friday before I go out, I'll just text uh, uh, Ronnie and ask him if, you know, if he's needing anything special, you know, if there's anything I can, I can bring him that he, you know, that he needs. And um, we've gotten to a point now where I know what he likes, I know what he needs. And, uh, but it's just now, what are you out of? And, and, um, but typically it's just, you know, none of that, just stop and see me, you know? So I usually take him a little care package, a little bag of something and uh, just go hang out with him for, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, or sometimes it's an hour, you know, if we, you know, and he plays a guitar, he may sit down and play you a tune or two. And uh, so it's a, it's a neat time, hmm. you know? Yeah. That's interesting to me how much when we're in situations like that, you talk about how much you get back, right? As much as what you're giving to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes uh, when I'm leaving out of those woods, and because, you know, it's easy to say when we're at home and something broke and I'm just mad at the world or whatever, and maybe it just happens to me. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> And you just think, well, this could be better, right? Well, you could be in the woods, you know, in this tent, you know. Uh, there was a moment when we, were, we got him like a 10-man tent, okay? In fact, I think I picked it up right here at Bethel. I believe somebody dropped that off, and I took that tent to him. And we we put that tent up, and, man, the, if you could see the love in this guy's eyes when he got something that he could actually stand up in and change his clothes rather than being on his knees in this little tiny thing that we typically give out, and that's all we can. We can't give a $200 tent out. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but he had this huge tent. And it just it just lit him up. Um, now he's back in a small tent at the moment because the raccoons and some tree limbs and things will just tear a tent up eventually. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, just for that moment to see how bright he looked for you know for that time, it was it was special. So, I have a question around uh, this. Obviously, you step into a situation where it feels like. This is not your most abundant life. Like this is, it's a hardship that you're living. Uh, how much do you feel like you need to fix? And is that even an agenda anymore now that you have become his friend? Well, you know, I, I, I think I get this. Um, you know, men usually are just fixers. We want to fix everything that we that we come in contact with. And I, I would love to be able to fix this whole problem. Sure. And it's not cer- it's certainly not as simple as that. And even fixing Ronnie's problem, you know, um, I'd love to be able to go give him enough money to get out of the situation he's in, but I don't have it. You know, most people don't. Yep. And um, uh, but to see him, you know, on a daily basis, and just to see him smile, to see him cry about the same thing that he just smiled about, you know, I mean that that's where where it really gets to you. Um, he starts telling a story about how 
uh, good it was to see Heath a few weeks ago because that's they were buddies like me and Ronnie are now, but they've they're separated now. Heath's in Charlotte and Ronnie's in Mooresville, and um, so he starts talking about Heath and all the things that they used to they used to run around together, mm. you know, and had some fun. And and as he the smile starts to go away and you see a tear, that's hard, you know. And yep. uh, but that's my buddy, you know. So uh, we get along real good, and I'm. I'm thankful to be able to help him. Uh, one of the things that at the at the end of every service uh, at Grace, uh, uh, Farrell says, "You're blessed to be a blessing." And uh, sometimes we don't feel blessed, but we are. And when you go out there and you see what's going on out there, it really does make you feel that you're blessed. So, uh, well, and and for Ronnie too, I think there's a sense, at least in what you've shared he has that same weight of he's blessed to be a blessing. And right. so his blessing you when you come, that's humanity. That's being made in God's image that you are created to to bless. And right. we can hoard it. We can deny it. But there's something innate in us that needs to live into that blessing, that give and take and that receiving. And so I love that I hear uh, it's not just one-sided, nor should it be, because right. all God's children need to live into that calling, wh- whatever state we find ourselves in, right? Right. Well, but we also have to be open to receiving that blessing, yeah. right? Like the two-way street, like w- w- you could just as easily cut, like build a wall yep. and go, no, no, no. Like I don't need his blessing, right? right? Like w- people yeah. go that route yeah. sometimes, and we, we have to have an open heart and go, hey, no, yeah. no, no. What can I find in this situation? Uh, what what can I? How can I let God? I I really think it's right. God speaking to us through these people, right? Um, yeah, and so having that open hearts, um, not easy for everyone. But I think if we can get there, yeah, the blessing is just huge. Would, perhaps part of the not open heart is you probably, as one who's coming to serve, don't always expect that that's what you're going to receive when right. you step in. Right. And that's a humbling thing to go, oh, here I was thinking I was I was imparting and I'm receiving. Right. And I think that's God's beautiful sense of humor as we step into any kind of ministry, be it with somebody who is uh, experiencing homelessness or somebody who's experiencing cancer. Um, oh, yeah. Um, you know, three, three years ago. I would have gone kicking and screaming to do any of this. That's mm-hmm. you know I was I was at a place where I'm, I'm a terrible introvert, okay, and all of this has gotten me to come out of that. Some I don't think you ever get rid of it because I'm still scared to death even right now, um, <laughs> but but you're able to get past it. And so all yeah. of these things, exchange, watchman, even Bethel, the kids here at Bethel have have uh, have helped me get through some of that. So. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I probably would have even said no to God. You know, God said, "Okay, we're going to do this, and one way or another, I'm going to get you to do this." And so I think, but I think that's where exchange, and then Bethel, and then Watchman, uh, and I think that's how it's all it's all come together. So, if you were to give uh, a parting thought to folks about stepping in or or wow. taking that bold step. We asked you to boldly go where no David has gone before on this <laughs> podcast, but what's that bold step that you would encourage? Well, I, I, you know, first of all, if, I, I would think that if uh, if you feel that God's nudging you, don't, don't, 
First of all, if 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 he's nudging you, he's going to empower you to to make it happen. Hmm. He's not going to let you go fall on your face, right? Yeah. And I believe that. And if I do fall on my face, it was probably something he wasn't nudging. It was probably something I wanted, right? And so, uh, so that's what I, I think. If uh, there's usually some uh, some something that confirms that nudge, and so if you get that nudge, then pay attention because there's usually confirmation that comes behind that. Mm-hmm. And it was for me. I mean, you know, there was something telling me there's something else out here. And then, you know, then I get this weird guy in the, in the lobby and it's Heath, right? Yep. And so there, you know, and we just, and we've hit it off. We're like brothers now. And, uh, so it's, it's one of those things where you just, uh, you keep your eyes open and, and don't ever say no to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my, my, my big, uh, statement, I think. Mm-hmm. When I've, our time goes so quickly. We're at the end now. It's just so great to, and we'll see this over and over again, but our discipleship journey is a journey, right? Ten years ago, it was completely different. Oh, now yeah. it's, right, God's got you in a, a different spot. And yeah. I just think it's so cool to see how that ebbs and flows. And so it's been great to talk to you, David. Well, thanks. Thanks it's for joining us. Yeah, it, it is sort of like pulling teeth to get David to come on here. Um, <laughs> you do def- it again, wouldn't you, David? Yeah. Well, yeah, I might. I yeah, know. see, uh-huh. we got him. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for all that you do around here at Bethel and for thanks. what you're doing out in the homeless community yeah, absolutely. And with Exchange. So it's been a great uh, episode. Be ready to join us next week. We'll dive a little bit deeper into some of this. Good deal. Have a good week, folks. We'll see thanks. you next time. Thanks.